The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the UK Two Weekly Podcast, as we merge from three to two lanes to bring you the latest in tech, as long as it comes in twos. That's mainly because there's only two of us. Uh, I'm Henry Burrell, and I'm joined by tech advisor, games editor, Lewis Painter. Hello. As we take the best in tech and times it by two. That's right. Two games. Are both good? No. One is really bad. But one is so good that, yes, it has two excellent modes. Two smartwatches we reviewed with middling results. Do you really need to carry two devices at all times? And yes, at least two Christmas tech buying tips as we reach the business end of the year. So pair off, take two, put two headphones in and kick back. Let's go. Hello, Lewis. That's good. Hello. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, there's only two of us today in a slightly chilly studio looking out yeah. over quite nice looking London today. It's pretty nice. Wherever you are in the world, uh, hopefully you have kicked back and are ready for about 30 minutes of chat with us today and Lewis as games editor. Oh, you yes. play a lot of games. I do. Play many a game. Some for pleasure, some not for pleasure, as you have encountered. Please tell the uninitiated listener why they might want to avoid fallout 76 so basically fallout 76 is the latest in the fallout franchise which has been hugely popular over the years um it's like a post-apocalyptic open world game okay um you come out of a vault and you explore the, the vast kind of you come out of a wilderness. what a vault oh right i thought you said a ball come out of a ball <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so you, you kind of go out and you explore and you you kind of come across these weird and wonderful mutated creatures and you have to like scavenge to kind of survive and okay you know that's the premise of the entire series and they've been good fallout games right yeah which yeah, the, are the best which are the best ones to I mean, date I, I i'm personally a huge fan of fallout 4 yeah. uh, which is, came out a couple of years ago now it's also now available for vr as well that was the is, last one right before yeah. this new one yeah okay and that's kind of uh that's tough for bethesda because Fallout 4, I think, set the bar for kind of the Fallout series with the different kind of dialogue options and just the way that the storyline branched out and all the options that you could choose. Okay. Um, so I think that's what people were expecting from Fallout 76. Why is it called 76? I could not tell you. Okay, <laughs> okay no. so that does, Fallout that 76 is, is, is uh, the vault that you come out of right. uh, at the beginning of the game. And I think if you're going with the Fallout lore... Fall, um, vault 76 was one of the ones that uh, was one of the only vaults that wasn't experimented on during their incarceration or not incarceration but during their yeah, time yeah. in the vault um, because yeah the US government being the US government decides to experiment in different ways on the people that go into these vaults uh, right um, so okay. some will get frozen um, yeah anyway so Fallout 76 here we are gotcha. so yeah there haven't been like 
70 odd games that we've missed no. out here. <laughs> well, people keep doing that, right? They've got Battlefield 1 confusingly now, Battlefield yep. 5. Yeah, just jumping um, around all over the place. So 76, uh, slightly new premise, but it that's about as good as it gets. Yeah. Sadly, you know, I, 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 they announced it, and as soon as they said it was an, you know, an open world online multiplayer game, my heart just sank, and I was like, "This is, oh. this is terrible." <laughs> oh, so even to a season game like you, you think that that was already sirens? Yeah. And why a, is that? I mean, I don't know. I think with Fallout more than anything, I think it was very story driven. Okay. Um, and it was very personal to you because like the way you, you you choose to handle conversations um, dictates how things play out. Right. <clears throat> and that kind of element of Fallout allowed you to overlook some of the less good elements of Fallout. Right, because so it like, felt like a personal experience. Yeah, exactly. Everyone yeah. got something different. You just power through, get your story, and you know you, you do things as you want to do in an open world game. Um, but, um, you know, and I thought that would be great for Fallout 76, but then at the announcement they also said that there weren't going to be any NPCs, which is non-player um, uh, uh, oh God, I can't, NPC, non-player character. There we gotcha. go. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> got there in the end. Um, there's going to be none of them in the entire huge varied open None world. whatsoever. So you, None whatsoever. So when you're online, you really have to make sure that you're in like a room with a lot of people. Yeah, essentially. Um, yeah, so this is this is kind of the things that are like, oh, you, you find kind of uh, computers and robots and they'll give you quests and stuff to do. But it, you know, it's, it's a very kind of, you're on rails. Like there's no options right. when you're talking to these robots or interacting to get you. A different outcome okay. it's all on rails and i mean the only the only real kind of impact you have is, is the way you decide to tackle the situations that you come to but anyway um well it sounds like they've stunted the entire great thing that we at least you found and yeah. a lot of people found about the one player thing yeah. in fallout and so they've already done that and then it's really buggy and it's crazy buggy which how, is, I how just, have they released something I like that to the public <laughs> understand it but i genuinely cannot understand it because it's it's not like they didn't have all this data before release because they they had like a month of beta testing. Were you part of that? Um, I had a go once and never yeah. went back. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not a good sign. No, but I mean, it was it was beta at that stage. So I was like, okay, it's buggy. It's a bit glitchy, whatever. It's, it's beta. This, this is what happens. You know, this is why they do it. So they can fix this kind yeah. of thing before launch. So yeah, I, I played one of the beaters. Wasn't really that impressed. I thought, okay, I'll leave it. I'll give it a month. They can fix everything in the patch. And then, you know, day one, we'll be good to go. Yeah. He wasn't good to go. No. So what are we talking here? God, where do we start? Like, I think every element of the game is just fucked. (laughs) Excuse my language. (laughs) Well, I don't think they're going to put that on the side of a bus. Um, No. But so (laughs) so it's like, okay, um, I'll I'll give you uh, one example. Um, There, I was in this tower and all these kind of called feral ghouls. They're kind of like mutated humans. uh, They aren't really human anymore. There's like a horde of them just came out of nowhere and just started attacking me which is great you know that's the kind of exciting thing that you want from these kind of games the issue however was that they were all running at me backwards <laughs> and they weren't facing me but they were somehow shooting me right okay which is okay so, so the ai is ridiculous like they can't even work out um which way to look and if you're slightly elevated above above the enemy mm-hmm. the ai is too dumb to work out where you are and they right. won't retaliate so if you're if you stand up on a rock and shoot down at someone they won't look up and shoot you They'll right like, that seems pretty what? basic yeah um and then you've got things like uh, i've come across enemies that are just invincible you cannot kill them because it's glitched out the complete opposite but then they're just following you around shooting you which is so much fun and Didn't then it's it... kind of little things like graphical uh bugs like i i was walking along uh, the side of like a, a cliff uh, uh, and um, i looked to the stone wall next to me and saw sunshine 
shining out coming through it right okay yeah this is pretty basic stuff yeah and something that wasn't a problem in their last game no no i mean fallout it was a bit buggy at launch but um fallout 4 should i say yeah uh it was a bit buggy at launch but like it was it's you know it's nothing compared to this they had a day one patch i think it was like 48 gig um for fallout 76 which is bigger than the base game itself when you download it wow to fix all the crap that went wrong with it except it didn't and then they had another big 43 gig patch a couple of days later to try and fix some more. Now, for, for me, the uninitiated is that that's all different. All those files yeah. will clog up your yeah. your uh, download. It's just limit. It, it's just <laughs> that's a lot of gigs. <laughs> it's a lot of gigs, especially if you're on PlayStation, because PlayStation servers are god slow when it comes to downloads. Right. Like it's just it's painful compared to Xbox and PC. You know, PC you get amazing. You know, because yeah. I'm, I'm my internet is fairly decent they get like 300 meg download or whatever and mm-hmm. on pc i can download a game in maybe 10 minutes you know completely download this is down to, to service fees is it yeah um playstations are just absolutely naff right so you're, 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 you're a, a 40 gig patch for me with 300 meg broadband would still take me a good couple of hours to download and you know like you know it's fine for me but people that have like five meg internet you know it's literally days they're waiting to download this thing and then <laughs> three they get times online and then it's broken still. and then it's broken yeah so we will talk about uh in a, in a couple of uh segments i'm sure people might be able to guess which game we're going to talk about which has a great uh, online oh, multi- yeah. multiplayer mode yeah um how uh common is it for a game like fallout to come along where it is only online multiplayer and do they succeed generally um i mean you do have online multiplayer games that pop up every now and again and there's always you know, issues at launch, especially if there hasn't been a beta process where people can get online, they can stress test the service right. and see what's going on. So you kind of expect a little bit of bugginess at the beginning, um, but not to this level. You know, it's, it's like game-breaking stuff. Like I've had yeah. to like completely close Fallout so many times while I've been playing it because it's just become unresponsive. And I'm doing basically nothing, like just interacting with something on screen and it'll just go, nope, can't do that. I'm done now. Right. So do you feel this, this should have... Um... I mean, I might be coming out of this from the wrong angle, but to me, when you were talking about this back um, when it got announced, was Mm. it E3 this got announced? Yeah. And uh, to me, um, I operate on the fringes of the games industry, (laughs) but it seemed to me like this was not like um, an expansion pack or something, but it seemed a bit more like a like a game that shouldn't be a full price game. Yeah. And like it was kind of like, hey, with this online thing that's going to happen and this is coming up, but it's launched fully as a fully, is it 50 pounds? Yeah, 50 quid. Well, it was 50 quid at launch day and then within a week it was dropped down to 30. Oh, right. Which is... That's not even a Black Friday thing. It's like was, just the I mean, price, it was so. it was on Black Friday, but the prices have stayed pretty low post Black Friday when everything else has gone back up. That's a bad sign. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I think Bethesda have been criticised as well because they're not offering refunds for the game. Um, if you downloaded it via Bethesda's own launcher for okay. PC. Under what, what? Um, PlayStation and Xbox are fine, but PC users are having issue. What, so just people can just return it if they don't like it? Well, if, if you... I mean, every store has a different policy, uh, especially for downloaded games. Some will not allow you if you open it. Uh, some right. will give you a certain amount of time in the game, um, and you can still return it like Steam. I think you can play for a couple hours and then send it back if you don't like it. Right. But Bethesda's rule is as soon as you've downloaded that game and opened it, you're not getting a refund, right? And even though you know you've had all, they've had all these issues over launch, and it's just you know it's nowhere near as advertised in terms of, of stability and performance, and yeah, they're just refusing to, and that's not really. Was cool. it ever an option that they could have just delayed the launch, or they just wanted to get this out for Christmas and hoped I mean, it wasn't as bad as they thought? Yeah, I think logic dictates that this should have been delayed by at least a year. Wow, God, that's it's a long... so it's so bad at the moment like i would not recommend anybody play it and you know it kills me to say it because i'm such a huge fan of fallout like, yeah. i love the fallout games but 
they really dropped the ball with Fallout 76 and it's just, yeah, I, I can't see how they're going to claw this back. Because we were, we were trying to think before we recorded about any other games that have been this buggy in recent memory. Yeah. And you came up with No Man's Sky, but that's kind of different in that it promised something completely different yeah. in the massive hype up yeah. to it and then was a different game. Yeah, it I think it was, it was more the hype train that killed No Man's Sky. And then they came back from that, which is really good because, you know, No Man's Sky were like, okay, shit, it wasn't what we said it was going to be. Let's not say anything for a while and let's just go to work. Just fix it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it took a couple of years. But if you jump on No Man's Sky now, it's a completely different game to when it first launched. That's and it's mad. Yeah. so much better. But yet, you know, it's you, you wouldn't have you didn't have to buy that again. It was just a free update yeah, yeah. To, the, to the game you already had, which is absolutely amazing. And you know, I really hope that Fallout can do that, that kind of overhaul and, and fix everything. And they they either need to make it free to play because fifty quid's way too expensive for what that is. Or they need yeah. to just kind of add more to make it worth the 50 quid, like bring the NPCs back in, bring in like really interesting storylines, you know, all that kind of stuff, as well as all the online stuff. Because I, I kind of get where they were coming from with the no NPC stuff, because then yeah. when you meet someone, it's like oh, a real person. You know, this is post-apocalyptic America. You're not supposed to see people wandering around everywhere. Yeah. Um, so it's supposed to be this incredible special thing. But the map is so big. And there's around about twenty people per server, so you basically okay, that's see not many, nobody. Is it? <laughs> you, it's basically a single player game, like for the majority of it. Which, ironically, you would have thought they would have nailed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, don't buy Fallout seventy six no, no, no. uh, for anyone or for yourself for Christmas. Uh, continuing on that theme, we will talk about a good game, but uh, after the break, we will t- uh, talk about our Christmas tech tips. Oh yeah, because uh, it is the first of December. As we is it the first? No, it's the thirtieth of. <laughs> getting ahead of myself there, Damn, but yeah, you've not got long. So here are some things we think you should buy your loved ones for Christmas. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right. Uh, quick little section here. My first thing. I don't know if you've uh, got one of those. It's the Google Home Hub. No, I don't. I, I'm not part of Google's ecosystem. At the ah, moment. you're an Alexa guy. I am, yeah. Okay, so I mean, it took me a while to get into any kind of voice assistant thing, but uh, I have a Google Home Hub, and it is the Google Home speaker idea. It does exactly the same functionality as the Google Home Mini mm-hmm. or the regular one, but it's got a screen. Um, yes. So you've reviewed the Echo Show, haven't you? Yeah. 
Um, so the Google Home Hub, for me, it's £139, which might be a bit steep for some people, but if you're looking for someone who wants to ask Google things, maybe doesn't want to do it with their phone, um, and sort of wants to see the, the immediate advantage of it, you know what, the, the thing that I love the most about it isn't actually any of the uh, voice or audio stuff. <laughs> it's the fact that when you're not using it, it acts as a photo frame. Oh. So, I mean, back in the day, I think I had a digital photo frame, something yeah. that someone got me for Christmas or something, and it was a bit rubbish. Like, yeah, no, they, they, those, they those were, were odd ideas when you had to, like, take the SD card out of your old camera and put it in, and it was just sort of cycle through the same pictures. Really weird. Don't want but that. But for some reason, with this uh, Home Hub, it's uh, you keep it plugged in all the time. It's not like a tablet. No. Not in the same way. It doesn't have a UI like that. It's all voice activated, although it does have a touchscreen. But when uh, you set it up, you can go through Google Photos, and it asks you to select... I think recent highlights is one of them where it just takes from the past few months uh-huh. and then um, any photo albums that you've created in Google Photos, which I had actually done of a few holidays and stuff like that. Oh, nice. And you select them so it doesn't go back to all your photos. Yeah. Like you're not seeing like screenshots yeah, and that's like, my you know, pictures, my of, worry, yeah. pictures of receipts because Google Photos is now clever enough to um, allow you to archive those photos. And if it's tagged them, it won't bring them up. Oh. Um, so now, like, when I'm not using this thing, it's in my room. And it's it's amazing. It just cycles through all my photos. I see loads of photos that I wouldn't have gone back and looked through otherwise because we're a generation who doesn't have printout photo albums. And Yeah, yeah it's really cool. And I, I, I can recommend it just for that. I mean, maybe it wouldn't pay that price for that. But well, it's, it's maybe still see... £80 cheaper than the, the Echo Show. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, I mean, actually, wait, it might be more. Um, I think the the new the second gen Echo yeah, show. Yeah, it's two hundred and twenty. It's like two hundred and twenty or two hundred thirty. I can't remember which. Uh, but yeah, it's it's <clears> crazy money. And so Amazon has its advantages. Perhaps it's a bit better if you want to set up a smart home with yeah. lighting and things like that. But yeah. for yeah, pure ask Google. You I use it as a radio. Use it to sort of see how long to get to work. And then also it's got this amazing screen, which isn't like your normal um, LCD that you'd see on a product like this. I don't quite know what Google have done, but it's kind of magic. It's got a light sensor in it. And it is the most photorealistic screen I've I've ever seen. Oh, really? So in really dim light, it will totally tone back the colours and it looks like paper. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's like, I don't know how they've done it. It's quite good, yeah. It's, it's not like all filling your room with blue light. And when, no. I, when, you, when it's completely black, it, it knows that, because I've got it in my bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, it just turns off. Oh, wow. Really clever. Okay, yeah, this is way better than the Echo Show. And then if you've got bright lights on, then it's not doing the same sort of pale colours. It completely tones it up. And uh, yeah, I'll have to bring it in and show you because it looks exactly like photo paper. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm fascinated by this now, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the Echo Show, you, 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 it's good. It's not amazing. I think it would be more attractive at the Google um, Home's yeah. uh, kind of price range. Yeah, totally. Um, especially because, you know, with with, with your one, you, you, you get access to things like Google, uh, like YouTube and stuff like that, don't you? Yeah. You can stream YouTube it's, videos. It can and... be a frustrating experience because uh, if you ask it to play a video, it might not necessarily find the one that you're after. Yeah. It's kind of learning... I mean, the, the example they always use, if, if you stick it in the kitchen, you can go, mm-hmm. how do I, you know, peel a pineapple or something? And it'll find a relevant video. Yeah. It doesn't always nail it. Okay. Um, but yet, and you can connect it to your Spotify account and it can just play that with a, a fairly decent speaker. Wouldn't want to use it at a party, but it's all right. So, yeah, because on Alexa, on the, um, any of the Alexa devices, you don't have YouTube. No. Used to. Yeah. Not anymore. No, the feud between <laughs> Google and Amazon uh, rages on. So I'd recommend that, but you've got a recommendation along the gaming route as well. With, yes. Uh, the um, Turtle Beach Elite Pro 2 okay. and Super Amp. What is that? Oh, it's a mouthful. Is and it's it for, is. for the gamer in your life. Yes, this is um, for PlayStation and PC gamers. Uh, there is a there is a version for the Xbox One, which is called something slightly different. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Uh, but I've been using the Elite Pro 2 uh, with the Super Amp for maybe a month or two Best now. headset you've ever used? Oh, yeah. It's certainly Strong. up there. You know, it's, it's, 
you know, in our jobs, we get to look at a lot of different kind of tech and gadgets yeah. and stuff like that. But that is the one headset that I, I keep going back to and I keep using it when I'm playing games. And so I, you know, if that's not an indication of a great headset, then what so is it? So what is it, like a big combination of fit, performance? Yeah, I think um, a lot of gaming headsets are kind of, they're quite snug on your head. I've got a big head anyway. Make you so a bit I sweaty, just, do they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an issue for like, for me especially. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Turtle Beach has their own custom kind of cups. Ah. And it, it genuinely feels like heaven on your ears. Like it, you put them on and it's just, it's soft and cool. And you've got this kind of, this breathability. So you don't get the kind of sweatiness and the yep. heat that you get from most other headsets. And that kind of expands to like the headband. You've got a really nice soft bit on the headband. So it's basically, you wear it and you, you there's no pressure build up anywhere. That's good. Uh, which is the main Even thing. for you wearing your glasses as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've yeah. got special cutouts for glasses. Whereas, um, so you don't, don't have the pressure on the side of your head. Which is amazing. I mean, and and then you can you combine that with the super amp. Yeah, what's that? Um, it's a little plug-in thing, little dial. It's not as complicated as some of the things that Turtle Beach has done. It's just a simple little dial, little LED on it, and you can, uh, the most basic function is to turn it up and down um, the volume. But then you can also, which is why I like this so much, connect it to your smartphone. Right. And then you download a Turtle Beach app and you've got all these equalizers and stuff like that that you can turn on and enable. You've got like specific modes for like first person shooters so you can hear stuff around you better. Oh, okay. And my killer thing, which is nothing to do with gaming whatsoever, (laughs) is when you're playing games, if your phone's connected via Bluetooth and you get a phone call, It'll come through to the gaming headset, Excellent. and you can use the gaming mic and the gaming headset to talk on and that's, the phone. I so said that's not a common thing for a lot of no, because you don't get the connection to your phone. No, no, it's, it's usually directly to the PlayStation, and that's it. But this the, the Super Amp acts as like kind of an intermediary, um, and then it also makes it compatible with the uh, PC as well. So it sounds like a great present. It's not the cheapest present. No, how much do these things cost? Two hundred nineteen pounds and ninety nine pennies for both of them. Uh, yeah, that's each each uh, okay. version. Cool. So maybe this is a treat yourself gift. Yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, yeah, it's, a bit, it's, 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 it's one of the more expensive headsets on the market. But I think if you're looking for something that's going to, you know, that you're going to use for a long time, because I, I can't imagine that you'll buy this and swap it out in a rush um, because, like, well, I can't find anything better on the market. So there you go. That's the gaming tip. And then the final thing in this section, the two relatively expensive gifts. If you want to get something for someone that's kind of useful, oh, it's a product I use myself. I don't know if you've used Tile, Lewis. No, I haven't, actually. They are good. It's quite boring. <laughs> On the surface, it's quite boring, but hear me out. So they've just rebranded. So Tile is a Bluetooth tracking uh, thing. Oh, a thing. <laughs> a thing, a little key ring thing that you stick on. Well, the obvious things are your keys mm-hmm. or maybe put one in your bag. And they are relatively inexpensive uh, Bluetooth trackers that you pair to your phone. And if you've lost keys within certain range, uh, which isn't the hugest range, it's about 300 feet, I think. Uh, but there are two different it's versions. Bad, you go to your phone, you do it, it buzzes really loudly with a with a, um not a vibration but a, a tone and you can find your keys um i've used it a surprising amount i thought i always knew where my keys were <laughs> turns out <laughs> no, no, no. it's making me quite lazy but the other good thing about it is that if it's paired to your phone and you've got your keys and you can't find your phone double click the button and your phone rings oh that's pretty so that's pretty quite handy. cool and so the, the main thing that i used to not like about tile is um they had non-removable batteries so saying, that's buy the reason it, i didn't buy one so you buy it once and it'd be great it'll be awesome and then in about a year you get an email being like your tile's gonna run out of battery soon gotta buy another one and oh. i i mean it's not bad. You were spending about 20 quid for a year's peace of mind. It's a bit wasteful though, isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit wasteful. So now they've rebranded their products. You've got the Tile Pro, which is £30. has a, uh, a longer range, basically. Okay. Um, and a replaceable battery. And so does the Tile Mate, which is £20. just has a shorter range. And okay. 20 quid. But yeah, replaceable batteries. So you can yeah keep it forever. Just replace it every now and then with the battery. That's pretty good. And as we record at the moment, you can buy four Tile Mates for £55 instead of 80 
Bargain. So you can you can gear out your your forgetful family <laughs> with tile. So that is our first little Christmas tech tips tech tips section. I'm so excited. I can't even Oof. talk. Um, and we'll be right back to talk about a good game, which is nice. So Lewis, people shouldn't buy Fallout, but they uh, should buy Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes. If not for the single player mode, which have you completed that? Yes, I finally did. <laughs> how many, I mean, how not many, all the stuff. How many hours did that? Do you reckon you put into that? Many, many hours. Many, many I hours. Mean, it, it, it was every evening for about two weeks. Yeah, sign of an excellent Solid. game. Well, our colleague Tamlin, um, friend of the pod, he has already uh, completed it as well, I believe. Yeah. But you've already completed an amazing game. But there are two games because they've yeah. just launched Red Dead Online, mm-hmm. and it's the tits. It is <laughs> essentially, yeah. How different is it to the main game, and why is it so good? Um, okay. Uh, to give you a bit of history yeah. first, so uh, GTA Five launched uh, uh, with GTA Online, which okay. is a kind of similar thing to what they're doing with A Rockstar Dead. game. Yeah, um, which is actually the most successful entertainment product of all time, earning over a billion pounds in Whoa. three days. Wait, wait, what, the online version? No, the, just the base game of GTA Five. Wow, yeah. that's, that's not a new game either. That's... No, and then Rockstar, <laughs> and then um, Red Dead followed that up, um, their second they got the they got the top, they got uh, the first and second place. Well, this new Red Dead Redemption two. Yeah, uh, that the... made I think it was around seven hundred million in the first few days. Just from game sales. Yeah, just insane. from game sales. I know mental <laughs> amounts of money. But you're getting value for money because of yeah, because you get two games for the price of one. And you know I think this deal gets better as it goes on because once Red Dead's been out for a year or two, you know the price of the the, the base game will be about five or a tenner, which is the case with GTA. That's five. mad. But you'll get Red Dead Online. You know you'll get all these constant updates. Um, I imagine for free. Um, which was mm. the case with, with GTA Online, which is why it's still so popular now, you, literally years after it was launched. Um, so, right, Red Dead Online, um, it launched. it's launching this week. Um, it's like a staggered launch, so okay. people that got the Ultimate Edition could play it back on Tuesday. And yeah. then first day players Wednesday, first week players Thursday, and then everyone else on Friday. So now anyone can, can play it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, yeah, uh, people thought it was just going to be... Um, just you know you roll around with your friends on horses like the main game people. with more people yeah i mean essentially it is but what i didn't expect was that there's actually a storyline to it as well oh right so it's not just wandering around trying to find little things to do but there's a dedicated storyline that's completely different to the main red dead 2 story and it actually includes a few of the characters um, from the main game that kind of make little so they do have i'm learning npcs oh npcs oh. <laughs> yeah but, no there are loads but tell me how does this work um because if you're in a, on a server with like how many people is it limited to do you know uh, i mean i haven't seen the limit yet i, I imagine it's gonna be 20 plus people i've seen there, okay. are, there have been a few uh, people and the good thing is a lot of the time it for, not forces you but it gives you the option to posse up so I, you, yeah i was gonna say that how does it run the storyline if there's loads of people joining at different times like um okay so you've got two options you got when you first jump into Red Dead Online, you can join a posse, and it or you can either join your friends if you're kind of yep. all playing together at the same time, or it just it puts you with randoms, and then from there you can kind of, um, I think it. Put, I mean, at this stage, it's hard to say because everyone's at the same kind of level because it's only been out a couple of days. So chances are, no matter what posse you get, you'll be kind of doing a mission around, you know, that, that's available to you. I'm not sure how they're going to handle it long term. Um, but with, with GTA Online, you could replay missions over and over again. So I imagine it'll be something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the, the the posse leader will initiate the uh, the mission, and then everyone will go to the cutscene. Everyone right. will watch the cutscene. Oh, okay. And then they'll all go on to the mission. It seems together. very well thought out. Yeah. Okay. 
And uh, it's pretty cool, actually, because you get to see your actual characters in the cutscene, yep. like, depending on who's playing or if their, their character will be there. And it's, I mean, you know, it's not a huge thing, but it's a nice little Yeah, no, definitely. Thing. So you, you feel like even though someone who's reviewed and had to sort of play the entire game yeah. for that long, yeah. you went into this and you didn't feel like you were playing the same game again. No, it's, just, it's, just, it's a completely different dynamic to the, to the main game. I mean, there are some things I miss from the main game that aren't present in the online. Like you can't, like one of the big things about Red Dead 2 is that you could interact with everybody you know the npcs you could have like these long conversations with random npcs about random things and it was great mm-hmm. but I, I i don't know why they do this but rockstar just tends to make their their protagonist silent in the online games <laughs> like they do not say a word a which... bit like link not talking in zelda yeah exactly yeah. exactly like that and like like i watched you know like the first kind of 40 minutes of red dead online and there's a lot of cutscenes with your player in it and he literally says nothing why is that the why do they do, why do games sometimes choose to do that i mean Genuinely, I, I can't understand it because you've got loads of different voice options and stuff like that. So, like, what you know, for different whistles, you can tweak <laughs> the the tone right. and and how your whistle sounds like yeah. to, to no end. But voice mm, can't anything. do that. The only thing that you can ever hear is if uh, is when you're riding your horse. If you calm your horse, he'll kind of go. Uh, 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 uh. But yeah, so you can't really talk <laughs> to gonna, people, gonna which is kind that. of a bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't talk to people, um, which makes robbing them very hard. Yeah, which was my, you know one of my favorite things about Red Dead, uh, the main game was that you could kind of walk up to people, put your little hood up, and then be like, "Hey, give me your money," and then you could rob them. Yeah, um, I mean you can kind of still do that now, but without the kind of the talking, it doesn't feel as natural, um, which is a bit of a letdown. But, I mean, you described to me. Uh, tell, tell us about before we move on uh, your favorite part of multiplayer so far. Okay, where there was a shootout. Yes, it was good. It was it was <laughs> and a great example of online games working well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So basically, what happened was um, it, it must have been about. 20 minutes after the servers went live on the first day wow so <laughs> everybody was kind of fresh in yeah yeah everybody was at the exact same point at the exact same mission um and so yeah we were in blackwater uh i was at well i was in blackwater heading towards my mission point and i noticed that there was like a huge number of you know real people just kind of standing around in this this open space next to the town i was like oh, what's going on there and it's, it's where the start the mission so obviously people are okay. going there to start the mission or whatever but as more and more people gathered people are just kind of looking around at each other like so what, what do we do now you know it's a new game yeah, yeah. there's no like no one actually knows what they're doing yeah exactly so it was kind of they're not really doing much they're kind of just walking up to the horses and kind of have a look around and and not doing too much until one person one person took a shot yep and then it was just <laughs> chaos everybody was just shooting each other like you know people were dropping everywhere it was absolutely mental and in in this kind of chaos i spotted a freshly killed uh, carcass on the back of a horse that someone was going to take to butchers to sell for money which right. is how you get money in the game because hunting's a huge part of the game as well but that's that's another bit um so yeah i saw this this lovely freshly killed um i think it was a deer yeah um, so i kind of snuck over while the, the other guys distracted shooting somebody else and just whoop took it off his horse <laughs> ran to mine put it on my horse and then ran to the butcher and cashed that in which was great and then on my way back <laughs> i saw um uh, some guy was having a, a gunfight and um, rather than just kind of getting my gun out and shooting him, because that's just a bit tame, yep. I thought, you know, let's make this interesting. So got a lasso out instead and then lassoed him and dragged him along the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so this in a, in a multiplayer uh, world, this is like the complete opposite to the on rails of Fallout. Yeah. This is way more op- oh, yeah. open world, even though the world is smaller. Yeah, it's, it's, it's open. And I think it's it's more responsive to your actions. Yeah. Um, you know way more responsive to your actions like even things like <laughs> if you um i mean I, I did this yesterday by accident i accidentally kind of punched my horse in the <laughs> bum 
<laughs> by pressing the Did wrong kick, button. Kick you. It kicked me. <laughs> but then it didn't only kick me, but people around me, like NPCs, were like, "Oh my god, why would you do that?" <laughs> so like, they, they, you know, they respond naturally yeah. to things that are happening, and it's, I, you know, that it's the little details that like that that make Rockstar games so good. Like they recorded over five hundred thousand lines of audio for like the NPCs and stuff you, for Red Yeah, Day it's too. just going to be totally fresh every time. So it's, it's literally, like, yeah. I mean, GTA Online, like you could go walk along the streets for ages and not hear the same conversation twice. And I feel like that's, that's probably going to be the same in Red Dead. Thank- but yeah, with your friends. Yeah, exactly, friends. exactly. So thank you, and I'm going to tack on to the end of this section. Uh, Lewis Painter's best multiplayer games Oof. for Christmas. So Oof. Red Dead is obviously number one. Yeah, Red Dead is up um, there. Fifty quid. Yeah. Best 50 quid you'll spend on your yeah. on- online multiplayer game this Christmas. But it doesn't have to be online. Uh, yeah. But we were thinking the Nintendo Switch has a few decent multiplayer games this Christmas. Yeah, you got Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Which, which is, is not out yet. In a few days. That is yeah. well-timed. By, by <laughs> nin- Nintendo kind of kind of need another biggie for the Switch, yeah. don't they? I yeah. think, yeah. Uh, you know, they, 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 their lineup wasn't too strong towards the beginning of the year. But I think with, with releases like Pokemon Let's Go and right. Super Smash Bros. and yeah. stuff like that, they're really ending the, the year on a high. Uh, so so those, those two... I mean, uh, Let's Go is kind of not a proper multiplayer game because... Um, is that another uh, single-player game where the main character doesn't say anything? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> now you're pointing this out to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, no, um, I'd say for multiplayer games, <coughs> Battlefield Five is one to watch. Okay. Um, it's got loads of huge maps, and it looks absolutely amazing. Um, but, obviously, the main one, which I'm quite surprised about, actually, Call of Duty seems to have taken the, 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 the multiplayer title this year right. um, because it already has a... Battle Royale mode. Of course, everybody loves Battle Royale at the moment. Battlefield is getting one, but not till next March. So for now, if you're kind of Battle Royale online, multiplayer focused, Black Ops seems to be the one to go for. Okay. Thank you, Lewis. Good tips, good games. That is the end of the game coverage for this episode, but we will be right back to talk about a couple of smartwatches that we've reviewed recently that left us a bit, uh, well, disinterested. And then finally, we'll round it off with another couple of great tech gift ideas. Don't go away. Okay, yeah, so moving on, uh, we reviewed a couple of smartwatches each recently, and they haven't been that great. So the smartwatch conversation, it's a weird one, isn't it? So we could, for all intents and purposes, we can say that smartwatches went mainstream with the Apple Watch, which came out in 2015, even though it was announced the year before, I Mm -hmm. believe. Yeah. Uh, You had a first gen Apple Watch. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you stop using it because the battery life is now so terrible and the OS updates made it basically useless? Essentially. You pretty much summed it up there yeah. for me, yeah. No, <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was fine for, you know, the first year or so. And then as, kind of, I think it, there was WatchOS 3. Yeah, that really... That came out and it kind of really hammered the uh, the Gen Zeros or whatever they're called. Apple's got, yeah, exactly. The, the Series Zero, as it's sort of unofficially called, the yeah. hardware wasn't up to it. No. But now I think we can kind of say that if you're an iPhone user, um, and a Series 3 or 4 Apple Watch is going to yeah. be okay for, like, Oh yeah, probably be three years. for a while. Yeah. yeah, it was just yeah. The first one was was way too underpowered to be future proof. So we can come back and discuss um, why the Apple Watch is so great. But let's talk about the Huawei Watch GT that you just reviewed. So you also reviewed Ooh. what I believe is still our our smartwatch pick, which is the Huawei Watch Two. Yeah. So the second gen made it a little bit more kind of looks looking like a smartwatch. To be mm-hmm. honest, the, the first one was way more kind of looking like a real watch. Yeah, it was more for kind of fashion conscious, and then the second one they they really drilled in the smarts but it's been on offer basically as long as it's been out you can get it for about 150 pounds at the moment and it's just sort of solid dependable works with what's android wear which is now updated to the latest uh uh, gen is it four (laughs) we number four version four um and it's just good it's it's serviceable it works well you know it i i 
really have no complaints about the watch too i think it is probably one of the better android smartwatches out on the market at the moment and you know i think other people agree with me we're seeing a bit of a change because um I've all, I've just reviewed the uh, Sk- uh, Skagen Skagen I'm gonna say Skagen 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 Falster Two, which I was quite excited about because they brought one out last year and it didn't have NFC, it didn't have GPS. The battery life wasn't very good. It was a bit too expensive, and the that screen had a big bezel around it. But they've brought it out this year. It looks exactly the same. It's quite a nice, quite a nice looking quite nice, thing. It yeah. looks like a, an actual watch. But you know what? It's it's not actually that great. Oh, <laughs> so. Android Wear is coming to a point where, for ages, to get slightly nerdy, the uh, the chip inside it was called the twenty one hundred, and that's been out for like two or three years. Yeah, and they've uh, so it's in the 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 Huawei Watch Two. It was in other ones like the LG uh, Sport Watch Sport. Oh, I can't remember this. So many confusing <laughs> so names of smartwatches. Names, but basically, yeah. the re- one of the reasons um, is that Android Wear just has had the same chip in all the products. Yeah, and so we're just getting to the point now where there are new chips mm-hmm. coming out. There's a Fossil Sport which we've not. Uh, yet looked at, which no. has the 3100. But I think me just talking shows you how fragmented it is yeah. and how simple the Apple message is. Yeah, compare that to Apple Watch. By the Apple Watch. So I'm not going to go on about the Skagen because unfortunately, battery life isn't very good. Um, I don't know, for 200 and whatever pounds it is, I'm just like not that compelled. Yeah, 200, I'm, I'm off. And then unfortunately, the, the watch we were hoping we could recommend yeah. uh, for people was the new Huawei watch. Yeah, but the what Huawei they've, they've completely, they don't even have Android Wear now. No, and that's just the biggest killer. You know, when they first announced it, I was like, okay, this, this sounds really spicy. You know, the headline features were, it's got two to four weeks of battery life. Wow, you and know. it's called the... It's the Huawei Watch GT. Huawei. Oh, what, the, the operating system? Yeah, does it have so a it's, name? It's called Light OS. Okay, so they've, they've, they've gone from the great Watch 2, done a new one with their own software. Yep. And does it have two weeks battery? It does. Okay, yeah, that's it, it works really well. The that's, battery that's is a good thing. really impressive. Um, and you can squeeze up to a month out of it if you turn off, because I've got like constant heart rate readings, GPS right. turned on, and things like that. So you can, you can disable those and get even more out of it, but I'm just like, hey... I don't need Might to. Might as well use Got it. Got two weeks, mate. Yeah. Does it, does it have like an always-on display that... Uh, you can turn it on. Yeah. Uh, to have always-on. Which generally on runs default. down smartwatches no end. Oh, yeah. That'll yeah. burn the hell out of it. But apparently, it can still... I mean, this is what Huawei said. I haven't tested this out specifically, but it can do GPS on, like tra- exercise tracking with display on yeah. uh, for 22 hours. So that's enough for like a marathon. Seems like they could like be good that. on that claim. So what, why wouldn't you necessarily recommend it to everyone? Purely because of light OS. Yeah. It's yeah. just not a fun operating system. It's just so bad i mean it's, it's such a shame because the hardware is really good you know it's got a great display yeah the design is really nice you can get leather straps or plastic straps yeah. right i mean the leather straps are a bit weird because it's leather rubber oh okay and you can't use it this the one that gave you a blister <laughs> yeah let's not talk about it. yeah no, I no did, we, should, I did, we should tell yeah, people, no, I, did, yeah. I definitely I, I got a blister from my from wearing my watch gt for a couple of weeks because yeah, you're supposed great. to wear it constantly yeah, you're supposed yeah. To wear it to sleep because it's got sleep tracking stuff built in you know, you're supposed to wear it all the time. Yeah. So I did. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't a painful blister, but I got a blister. Um, I mean, yeah. So back to the point about the hardware. The hardware's amazing. Um, it's got its new heart rate sensor in it. Um, and it's got uh, sleep tracking stuff all built in. The heart rate's good because it's, as well as being constant, it uses AI to um, kind of work out any false positives. Uh, so any kind of misreads of yep. your heart rate. So if, yeah, you know, when you look and you, uh, a lot of heart rate kind of stats and you'll see like a random spike and you're yeah. like that that wasn't right wasn't you real just, yeah. yeah it just didn't you know it wasn't fixed to my wrist properly or whatever the watch is smart enough to know that and i you know compared to other watches i've used i've looked back at my heart rate reading and stuff like that and it does seem very accurate mm-hmm. so for the fitness tracking side of things it's an amazing watch but yeah it's just the probably the dumbest smart watch that i've used <laughs> but it is it is 
so basic. And so a lot of people, or some people, me included, sometimes um, when I review smartwatches and people might want to buy a smartwatch where they're maybe not necessarily so concerned with actively using or interacting with it all the time. They want to mm. use it as a tracker, right? Yeah. Um, but they like the look of the watch. Yeah. Um, but it's quite a premium to pay, right? Because you've also uh, got the, what's it called? The new Huawei Band. Yeah, the Band Free Pro, I think it is. You said it basically has the same features and yep. costs about a third of the price. Yeah, it's about 80 quid in the UK. So, yeah, I think we're looking at the moment, right? And in a stage where if you do want a little tracker, you might not get one that looks like a watch, but you could get the Huawei new Band mm-hmm. or maybe one of like the Fitbit Charge. Yeah, the Fitbit Charge Three I've looked at. It's it's pretty good. It's a little strap. It doesn't look like a watch, but it's if you want to track, you need sometimes yeah. you know, you don't need the big kind of flashy watch if you're not gonna if you don't need a watch. You know, if you just want to get your fitness stuff tracked, then get a little wristband or or a little clip-on thing. Like I've seen a few clip-on yeah. fitness trackers and stuff as exactly. well. Exactly. So it was a little addendum to the, to the to the to the pod. We keep. We, still review smartwatches as and when they come yeah but um yeah unfortunately for android um the apple watch is still the king oh yeah by far yeah yeah when you i mean even when you compare the experience on like the best android wear watch it still pales in comparison to what apple provides yeah some people moan that you know the apple watch isn't circular or whatever but it's got to a point now where the os works on that size screen the new ones have great displays um, they come to the point now where the electrocardiogram is going to start working at least in the US, which is a genuinely nice. potentially life-saving feature where you can basically do, give yourself an ECG just by touching the watch, which is crazy. This is amazing. And you can definitely hack that to do it in the UK as well. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't talk about that. how-to coming up on Macworld soon. Um, so yeah, basically, if you think about a smartwatch for Christmas, maybe not. Yeah. But if you want an Apple Watch and you can afford it, then that would be a... If you want the Apple Watch, now's probably a, you know, as good a time as any because the longer you wait, the more likely it is it's going to become obsolete that's true <laughs> uh, the, but, um, the apple the apple yeah. model and then so just before we go uh to round off this uh christmas inflected pod uh my final um tip christmas uh buying tip would be the new kindle paperwhite so the paperwhite is is i think the best kindle uh it isn't the cheapest kindle the cheapest one is about 60 quid um so if you just want a basic one then you can go for that but the kindle paperwhite has just been updated it, it hasn't been updated for like three years okay. uh so now it's got just little things that make a difference if you're into your Kindle. It's got a flush screen. It's not like um, sort of got indent anymore. Oh, nice. Um, which And also is partly because it's now fully waterproof. Ooh. So the I think the Kindle Oasis, which is the £200 plus one, already had that. But this one is 120 which again sounds like quite a lot. Some people might just be like, oh, I'll just buy 12 books. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a fair point. But if you do want a Kindle, it's fully waterproof. It's got full audible support now. Um, the battery lasts forever. Backlight's great. So if you want a Kindle this Christmas and you want one that's uh, a little bit better than than the, than the standard one, then that is a worthy upgrade. Um, and then just to round it off, <laughs> PlayStation got... Classic. Yeah, PlayStation Classic is going to be kind of one of, the, one of the more exciting things this Christmas on the gaming front. Um, it follows hot on the heels of the, uh, the NES Mini and the SNES Mini from yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, so the past two Christmases we had NES and SNES, yeah. and they haven't done an N64. No, they're so not. So Sony's going. poked its nose in with a £90 PlayStation yeah. Classic. Yep, eighty nine ninety nine. Uh, you get two controllers with that, and that's then you pretty get good. Two, uh, Twenty games. Not every game you might expect on a PlayStation Classic. No. You haven't got Crash Bandicoot. No, yeah, there are there are kind of a few big emissions, um, but I don't think I think this is the issue with with a retro console with limited titles. You're never going to nail everything that everybody wants. Everyone. Yeah, but there are some fairly strong titles on there. Um, Tekken Three is on there. Yeah, is Metal Gear Solid on there? Yeah. The first, okay. Yeah. Original. That's that's pretty good. OG, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and it's it's a decent little thing. Uh, it's it's 
more kind of aimed, I think, at people our age because yeah. of the nostalgia of playing it when we were younger. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's a plug-and-play thing. It's a bit like a dumb unit yeah, because you just plug it into an HDMI. But, but it, it looks, looks just like... It looks like the the original PlayStation, not not the PS1, the actual... No, the actual PlayStation. Yeah, and it's got two controllers with quite long cables, I read. Yeah. Uh, we haven't reviewed it yet, but we should be soon. Um, plug it into telly, boot up a game, and you've got 20 PlayStation 1 games. Yeah, 20, yeah. I mean, uh, don't get your hopes up that they're going to add in more in the future, because they've already said no. Yeah. Um, so that'd be that hard, is that'd be hard it. to that do anyway, it. wouldn't it? You'd have to buy it. The hardware again, probably. This is what I mean, yeah. It's either that way you have to find some awkward upgrade process with yeah. USB sticks and downloading stuff online. And, you know, so nobody if, wants that. So if, <laughs> if you've got a retro gamer, um, and that would be a good option. But if you have a more seasoned modern gamer, PlayStation yeah. VR has got some yes, cool stuff as well. PlayStation VR, yeah. Um, you know, when it came out, it was 350 quid, and that didn't <sighs> On include, top of the console price. Yeah, on top of yeah, the 300 pound console, yeah. Uh, it was 350 and you know the worst part was you didn't get everything you needed to use it in the box like so 350 got you the headset but then you still needed a playstation camera to use it right which did not come bundled with it great which is i always hated that you know absolutely. but now it does but now it does Good. now it's bundled with the camera most of them uh, come bundled with the move batons as well but you'll have to look out specifically for that but um i haven't got a specific deal in mind but i've just i've noticed recently a lot of playstation vr bundles are kind of dropping down to around the, the 170 pound mark that's a lot more which palatable, is yeah. so much better than, than when it first came out and you know it brings you know it's not quite enough to compete with the HTC Vive but if you're you know if you're in your VR or you want to see what it's all about and you want something that's better than mobile powered VR then PlayStation VR is banging cool and yeah especially for the price because even yeah the Vive is on sale right but it's still 500 quid yeah exactly and that's the discounted price (laughs) if you've got a PlayStation and you want to get in on the VR then yeah you don't need the yeah you don't need a really expensive computer to power it 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 runs on any PlayStation great any PlayStation 4 should I say yeah well thank you we have totally smashed uh half an hour target <laughs> we've done a 40 minute pod Woo. great stuff uh thank you lewis thank you very the games much, master uh says do not buy fallout buy red dead yes and consider some techie uh game stuff to buy for christmas and yeah hopefully you've done your christmas shopping have you done your christmas shopping haven't even started great i have <laughs> <laughs> bought a couple of things uh i don't think my parents listen to this podcast bless them but i'm not going to say why i bought them but uh it, yeah <laughs> it might have been on my list don't worry it wasn't a tile i'm not that stingy um we will be back next week to discuss more maybe christmas topic things maybe talk about all the crap that's going down at facebook when our b2b contacts get back oh yeah what else is going on in tech that's exciting at the moment we finally have no more phones to review Oh, it's so nice. If you want to phone this Christmas, just ask someone else. <laughs> or look at our website. <laughs> Go we, to Tech so Advisor. Tech Advisor does have a great rundown of the best budget phones in particular. It would be a good chart to go and look at on Tech Advisor if you want to buy someone an affordable but decent handset this Christmas. So we will put links to all the things we recommended you should buy yes. in our show notes. I believe I'll have that power. Uh, thanks for listening to the UK Tech Weekly podcast, Two Some Special. We'll be back next week when we can find some more mates. <laughs> thanks a lot, Lewis. Thank you. See you later. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.